Hi everybody, welcome back to Agape's podcast on the book of Psalms. Today we are going to reflect on Psalm 114 and we'll be doing this together as I take you through the four R's, namely read, reflect, relate and rest. Now the first R of course is read, right? As in the reading of the Bible text for the day. Now I just like to say that as we read the Bible text, remember that we are not reading a text like any other books, but we are reading in the faith and the knowledge of who God is. We are reading in faith that the word of God is the light right, on our feet and the lamb upon our path. And we are also reading the Bible as it is the very power of God to save, like how the Apostle Paul had said it. And not just in terms of how God justifies us, but also in our daily life with him after becoming a believer. The second R is reflect, as in the reflection of what we have just read. Now, in reflection, we are trying to understand what the text is saying, right? In its biblical context, in its literary context, in its historical context. For example, are we reading one of Paul's letters? If so, we need to ask the question, uh, what was the motivation of him writing this letter? Why was Paul writing this letter to a particular group of audience, right? As he addressed them in this letter. Or for example, are we reading a psalm? If so, are there metaphors that we need to watch out for that are being used uh, to describe or to tell us about God's attributes? What are these? So when as we reflect upon what we have read, we need to ask some of these questions so that we can better um, interpret. The third R is relate. And here we try to relate what we have reflected uh, on. And this relation, right, relating, is not uh, so much about uh, trying to relate to the situation of friends or even a situation of family members, but how we relate our reflection to our own personal situation. We wanted to make this uh, devotion very personal, right? And this is a very particular, uh, really particularly important stage of the devotion because quite often we like to think about how God's word applied to other people or even uh, in the world that we live in. And that's good and that's important. However, this consider this as a sacred time. A sacred time and a space for us to apply God's word into our own life. And it is a time where we can be totally honest with God so that we open up ourselves in surrender to his ministry, right? To his love in our lives. And here we ask the questions of like, for example, how has today's Bible text speaks to my own life? Am I doing what the word of God is saying? Or am I very far away from the will of God? Is there a conviction to work upon? Or is there a victory to celebrate and to give thanks for? Okay, so that's about relate. The final R is rest. As we complete the devotion, we want to rest. We want to rest in a time of prayer. We want to rest in the very presence of God because we believe that as we read the Word of God, as we reflect that God is with us. And we can say a simple prayer based on how the Lord has spoken to us through the time of devotion. So that's basically the 4R for you. And we will be using this uh, very simple structure 
for our devotion on Psalm 114. So let us do the first R, and that is to read the Bible text. Psalm 114. When Israel went out from Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of strange language, Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. The sea looked and fled, Jordan turned back. The mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. What ails you, O sea, that you flee? O Jordan, that you turn back. O mountains, that you skip like rams, on hills like lambs. Tremble, O earth, at the very presence of the Lord, at the very presence of the God of Jacob, who turns the rock into a pool of water, the flint into a spring of water. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God indeed. Now, some Bible scholars said that Psalm one one four was one of the psalms sang during a Passover ceremony, and we all know that the Passover celebrated God's deliverance, right, of Israel from slavery in Egypt. And the Passover is also a stark reminder of how the hand of God. Right, passed over Israel for the destruction of the firstborn, mainly due to the sin and the rebellion of the Egyptians and especially of Pharaoh, the king. Therefore, this psalm was meant to bring to mind what happened during Israel's deliverance from the power and the evil of Pharaoh. Even though the Israelites stayed as slaves in Egypt for four hundred years. Egypt remained a people of strange language, as suggested、uh, from the Psalms, and this is because Egypt was never meant to be the home of the people of God. Right, their true home lies in the Promised Land, in the covenant that God has given to the people of God, right, even from the days of Abraham. In fact, their true home can only be found in the very bosom of God, and verses two and three describes this well. Right, Judah and Israel, symbolizing the whole of the twelve tribes, the whole of the nations, was meant to find home in the very presence of God, in the very pres presence of God, and in the very lands that God、uh, was going to give to them. And God Himself will find His sanctuary in Judah, will find His home in the people. He will dwell among the people just like He had, right, in the tabernacle, and as He dwell. He also dominated, as he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I thought that similarly, even as we are born and you know we stayed on this earth,、uh, we're going to stay on this earth for as long as we live. Our true home is really not of this world. But those who are born again will find our true home in the kingdom to come, which will be fully realized. You know, will be fully fulfilled upon the second coming. Of Jesus the Christ, and on that day we know that the reality of us in God and God in us shall be complete and perfectly realized. And if we are to look at verse eight, it was、uh, written very, you know, in a very metaphorical way, right?、Uh, metaphorically to personify nature and how they revere, how they fear the Lord. So when Israel was delivered. From slavery in Egypt, and even as the Red Sea parted under the very power of God, the mountains and the seas trembled in fear. 
And these verses metaphorically describe that God is to be feared, right? And that's really the, I thought, the key theme over here, right? The key uh, idea over here in this psalm that God is to be feared, so much so that even the whole of creation have no choice but to bow down to Him. He is to be feared for the very power and the might that only He possessed. Nobody else possessed that. He's unique. He is set apart. Right? He is apart from creation because He is the uncreated. And in His very presence, we are but very small. We are but very weak. And we need to remember that. Now, I believe that the fear of God right, is a very healthy thing to have as a Christian. Because in this day and age, we, you know, we talk so much about the love of God uh, that sometimes we get very lopsided on how we think who God is. You know, we begin to think that God is just a lovey, dovey father, you know, who will give in to whatever we want, and that's not true. Um, or sometimes we even think that, or subconsciously, you know, we are the one who is leading, and God follows our way instead of the other way around. Now, true as it might be, that indeed God is love. But His love is given. We need to remember this. His love is given in the context of His power, given in the context of His strength, given in the context of His mercy. The God who sent His only Son to die for our sins is the same God who parted the Red Sea and who rendered the powerful Pharaoh mourning for his own son. Yes, I mean, we praise God for accepting who we are in love. But precisely because of that, we ought to revere him for his greatness and mercy. And not just the things we say, but in how we behave towards him, or even in the things of God. You know, his mercy, God's mercy, you know, to spare us from what we deserve, not only before salvation, but even today, and even when we continue to sin against Him despite the grace of salvation, we need to think that indeed this is mercy from Him. This is His mercy endures forever, and that is His greatness. And we ought to fear Him because of Him. A kind of godly fear we need to develop. Therefore, having God-fearing attitude it's really helpful for us to know our true status in Christ Jesus. Much as we are the adopted sons and the daughters of God, we must continue to worship Him in spirit and in the truth. Never must we take God for granted. Now, let's come to the third R, relate. Now, how... How does these biblical principles, right, that we have just reflected, what does it have to do with my own life right now? Now, I think of my own worship of God in many aspects of my life right now, and I thought that I can do better, right? I mean, if the mountains can skip like rams in the very presence of the, mighty, the, the might of God, I ought to come to Him more often with reverence or with more reverence than what I'm doing right now. And sometimes I know that I have taken God so much for granted that He became more of like a, a friend to me rather than someone worthy of worship. We need to have both. We cannot just have one, right? 
of these aspects of who God is because God, even as He is really a friend in Christ Jesus to us, He is still someone worthy of our worship. And today's reflection reminded me that as much as God is my Abba Father, I call Him Father. But I ought to also cultivate more of a healthy fear of Him so that you know, I can see what He sees. I can love what He loves. I can hate what He hates. I can surrender to Him more and teach others to do likewise. Learning more to know that God loves me and yet He is the King of my life. And I ought to worship Him in all areas of who I am and what I stand for. Amen. Let us now go to the final R, which is to rest. Let us now rest in prayer as we come to the closing of this devotion. Abba Father, you are God, and yet you became poor so that we can be rich in you in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we marvel at your love for us. Help us therefore to be more in awe of you. For you are the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Help us not to take you for granted and forget not all of that. Know what you have done for us. Instead, grant us to grow in a life that gives thanks to you for who you are, that fears you, and not just for the benefits that you have given, but be the person that you want us to be. Help us to grow in reverence of your name and in your grace, grow more to be the person worthy of caring that precious name in the gospel. This is so that more will come to know that you are the great God. You are the mighty God sustaining this weak vessel in us. And all that is done is only good because of you. Because of you. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.